As we know, healing is the children's bread. Meaning that we have a blood-bought right to have healing. We have the blood-bought right to receive healing. Not only that, but to be prosperous. Hallelujah. To be healthy, to be wise. And yes, to be wealthy is what the Lord has desired and planned for us, his children. But it doesn't fall on us like ripe apples off a tree, which means you're going to have to exercise your faith and believe what the Lord says for you. There are plenty of people that said, I'm believing God, I'm believing God, I'm believing God. And what they say when they leave here is not, I'm believing God and did not get the results that they expected. My, my job is to continue to, teach, continue to teach on this until we, we get it, we get it, we get it, and we realize it belongs to us and get mad at the devil when he tries to attack our body because he doesn't have the right. He does not have the right to our bodies. He does not have a right to our minds. He doesn't have a right to our soul. Our job is to continue to speak the word of God, continue, hallelujah, to meditate on the word of God day and night, day and night. And, you know, you hear that, but I don't think we're doing it like we should. We have to get that word and meditate on it and let it explode on the inside of us. Let it come alive so we can see what, what the, Lord, the Lord has said, what the word of God says about us. So we see it coming to pass in our lives. Do you see what I say? I tell you, God is good. He is worthy. He's worthy of our praise. We have to, sometimes it may be a sacrifice of praise because you don't feel like praising. Well, I can't even speak about you. I can speak about me. Sometimes I just don't feel like praising the Lord. But he said, let us offer up the sacrifice of praise. In the midst of the situation, when things are going haywire, when your mind is flying 50 miles an hour in the wrong direction, he said, let us offer up that sacrifice because it is a sacrifice to praise the Lord when tears are running down your face. It is a sacrifice to give that praise when you look at your bank account and it said red, red, red. It's a sacrifice to offer up that praise to the Lord when you're walking and every step you take is painful. It is a sacrifice to offer up that praise when you get the doctor's report and say, well, it's not getting better, it's getting worse. It's an all you have to offer up a sacrifice of praise before the Lord because that says, Lord, I trust you in spite of what I'm seeing. I trust you. In spite of what I'm feeling, I will continue to offer up the sacrifice of praise. And, you know, last week I was telling you, you know, how the Lord healed my knees. And I haven't had pain in my knees. And don't you know my knees went out this morning? I said, the devil is like, get off of me. And he had to go. He had, I said, uh-uh. I know what the Lord has done for me. How dare you try and make that affliction rise a second time when the Lord, the word of God, that it shall not arise a second time. It doesn't mean he's not going to try you because he will. My hip went out this week, and I don't know what I did to cause that hip to act as silly as it been doing, but I had to offer up a sacrifice of praise before the Lord as I was walking and limping throughout this week. I had to offer up the sacrifice of praise. 
Because I said, I know I'm healed. Body, you are healed, and I bind this pain in the name of Jesus. And it was bothering me so bad when I had to pray. I said, yeah, Pastor, I need you to pray for me. And he started praying for me, and I went right off to sleep. So he said the next day, I'm praying for you. You sitting over, you laying over there snoring. I said, look, when you pray for me, my body knows you better act right. And I go right off to sleep, and I sleep peaceful. I said, Lord, I thank I said, no, no disrespect, but just let you know your prayers are working. You know, I could be up all night looking at the clock, staring at the wall and all that on me praying. And I was, he was still praying and I was out. I said, thank God for deliverance. I slept. I slept. Yes, I did. I'd say God is good. And, you know, we, we sometimes, you know, we face things in our life that we don't want. Things happen. Decisions happen. Things happen on our jobs that we don't want. And, you know, we want this job and you get another. And, then you, you know, this is so much things are happening in our lives. But God is orchestrating it. He, you know, even though, like, we've been praying and praying and praying for this particular job or whatever, and it didn't come, the Lord knows all things. He knows why you didn't get that position. He, he knows, just like I was telling you, when we prayed for that house and just prayed for it and prayed for it and, we marched around that. Oh, we did everything. We we gave. We tied. Well, I'm because we always tied anyway. But we we did everything for this house. Believing, believing God, it was for us, and it was not for us. And God did not allow it to happen. He did not allow us all the prayers and you know, marching around and pouring oil and everything we did to get this house because it was built specifically for us. And God did not allow it to come to pass in our lives. And I was not happy with that situation. But down the road, down the road, Saw it in the newspaper. That property where that house was built was built on a toxic waste dump. Now God could have said, you know, this child is not going to leave me alone. She just, just worried me and worried me over this house. I'm just going to let her have it. But God's grace. He wasn't moved by all that whining and whatever I was doing. He said, these are my children. I will not allow them to live on a toxic waste dump. You know, we went back to that area a couple months ago trying to find that house. Or you on the street where the house was built. You know, we couldn't find that house. Trees, I'll be tall trees. I mean, it was amazing. I said, we've got to be on the wrong street. We couldn't find that house. But thanks be unto God. He looked down through the corridors of time and knew he did not want that for us. When situations don't go exactly as you plan for them to go and you think they should go that way and the Lord say, not so, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I trust you because you may have gotten that job you wanted and something awful had happened and changed the, course, the very course of your life. You don't know. God knows. And you know, and, and I, I've told this story before, that um, I had planned to marry another, another young man. And I didn't care what anybody said. He was the one for me. He, he was what I thought I needed. 
But thanks be unto God, the Lord knew what I needed and finally sent what he wanted me to have. When I tell you the Lord took that man, I said, I, he disappeared. This, I, I had it all planned. I knew the word every, I had it all planned and this was going to be my husband. Listen, oh, you think so? You really think so? Took him away. And when I saw him again, we were already married. And, and at, well, that day I was a man at the pastor when, when I saw the devil showing back up. I said, uh-uh-uh, don't be, don't be bringing him up now because I know who God has for me. Even though I wasn't happy with him on that day, what I saw said, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I mean, he looked like he had been beat with, well, I don't know what kind of stick, but he lost. And I said, Lord, I thank you that you didn't give me what I was worrying, worrying, worrying you about. He knew what I needed. He knew who I needed. And it wasn't what I thought I needed. So when, you know, when the, the, you, you told, honey, that he's not for you. Don't, don't fight it. Because the Lord is looking out for you. He's looking out for you. And he's got, I mean, look at that. Look at that specimen. Do you understand? Lord, I, I thank God. Yeah, my Lord. For the king that God gave me. Not the troll that I thought I wanted. Thank God. God knows. He knows what you need. He knows who's for you. Even when you think you know. Just, I just had to have him. Thank you, Jesus. He didn't give me what I thought I needed, but gave me what I wanted, but gave me what ooh, I needed. So when situations change in your life, don't fight it. Lord, I'm trusting you. I am trusting you with this situation because the Lord only wants the best for you. He only wants the best for you. That's what he wants. So healing is the children's bread and Jesus went to the cross for us to have it. He was beat for us to have that healing and our job is to walk into it. Our job is to grab it and receive it every chance we get. And when we're fighting a sickness and disease, uh -uh -uh. don't get focused on sickness. Don't get focused on the pain. Focus on the one who has the pain, who can take the pain away, who bore your pain, who bore your sorrow, who bore your, your peace of mind. He's the one. He, the Lord is the finished work of the cross that we have to realize, speak, call into existence. Yes, it's the finished work. It's already done. Lord, I'm standing on your word until I see it. Until I see what I say. But we have to be saying the right things. I'm going to speak the word until I see what I say. And everything we receive from the Lord is through faith. It is by faith. Even salvation is by faith. We have to receive by faith. Sometimes healing is instant, but most times healing is progressive. It's the latest, uh, scripture says, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They shall recover. See, it's the recovery time that sometimes people don't want to wait for. They want it instant like microwave. But recover means you started to get better from that point. From that time that the prayer was praying, you started the healing. The healing, start, healing process started in your life and said, shall recover. 
So while you're waiting for the shell recover, Lord, I thank you. I shall recover. Lord, I thank you that by your stripes, I'm already healed. And I continue to speak that word and speak that word and meditate on that word. Then don't get discouraged when you don't get an instant healing. Don't get discouraged when you don't get an instant financial blessing in your bank account. Continue to speak the word of God. Father God, I thank you. It gives you great pleasure to bless and prosper me. Lord, you are faithful. I mean, I, I, I'm here, Lord, to give you all the pleasure. Because you said in your word, I'm standing on your word. You said you would supply all my needs according to your riches and glory. What are you speaking over the finances in your life? What are you speaking over your body? What are you speaking over the relationship? Are you speaking the word of God? Are you speaking the end result, what you want to receive? Or are you contrary to what the word of God says for you? Because it's the enemy's job to get you seeing what's wrong and be- begin to speak the wrong thing. That's his job. But I was say, no, I'm not being moved. Shell recover. Shell supply. Shall we cover? Shall supply. You will never leave me nor forsake me. You have to speak to yourself sometimes when you're alone at night and things are going through your mind and it's flying back and forth. Lord, your word says. What does his word say to you about that situation? And then what are you saying back to that situation? What are you, are you in agreement with what God says? Hallelujah. And just knowing that God, I'm standing on your word and I'm waiting and I'm receiving your word because you said it's already mine. So then then you get to the point where you start meditating on the word day and night. You start, you get out your healing scriptures and start reading them over and over. You get the, 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 um, the healing declaration at the end of the healing scriptures and start praying that prayer over your life. Why? Because you're washing, you're washing this situation with the water of the word, washing it with the water of the word, washing it with the water of the word. And that, that, um, scriptures in Ephesians 5, 26 and 27, you can write that down and read it later on. How he, the Lord is washing away the sin, the darkness, the pain, washing away with the water of the word. And how do you get the water of the word to wash away a situation? Meditating on the word of God. It's Ephesians 5, 26 and 27. He said he'll wash away with the water of the word. Let the word wash it. Let the word wash it. Let the word wash it. Why? Because it's already done for us. But you have to continue to speak the word of God. We have to to get a change in our life, to get situations moving. It's the, it's the word of God. It's Jesus Christ and him crucified. And the finished work of the cross, Lord, you did it. And I'm standing. I'm standing on your word until I see, until I see. I'm going to just wash it away with the water of the word. Let the word wash away. All of this when it comes up. No, I'm washing. Nope, I'm washing. Nope, I'm being washed. I'm being washed with the water of the word. And just continue to speak the word of God. Psalms 34, 19 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. And 
my question, what does all mean? All is all. There's nothing lacking, nothing missing. He said, I'm going to deliver you out of them all. All. Lord, you said you were going to deliver me out of the situation. Every situation. Every situation. You said you wouldn't deliver me out of them all. I mean, you know, the Lord said he, he, the angels of God encamp around about us. Just think, one angel killed 186,000 men in one night. 186,000 Assyrians. One angel. You know, Jesus said, look, I'll call him legion. If, 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 if I desire not to go through this, I can call a legion of angels to deliver me. So don't get it twisted. Don't think you the man and you so bad and you can take my life. I, I can call a legion and destroy the sick. One angel, 186,000. What do you think would happen if Jesus called the legion of angels? So I forget, he could have said, forget this. Uh, 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 uh. These people are stiff-necked and they won't do what you said. And, uh, Father, bring me on home. For that reason, I'm out. That's what he could have said. But that's not what he said. Father, I'm in your hands. My, not my will, but your will be done. Sometimes we're going to have to speak that ourselves. Lord, not my will, Lord, but your will. Because our will, our, our emotions, our feelings, our thinker, our chooser may want this one thing. Got to have this thing. And that's not what God wants for you. Lord, not my will, your will be done. And, you know, when you say that, you license the Lord to get involved with your situation and to turn things around. But as long, and I, I say this to a young lady all the time, I said, as long as you are going to be God, God will not be God. He's not going to be God in this situation as long as you're being God. If you're working it out, God is sitting. He's resting. He's not involved. But when you rest on the word of God, meditate on that word, give Lord I'm resting in you, I, not my will, but your will be done. Then God has been, you, you license him. Because we are the deciding witnesses down here. He gave it to us. He, he gave it to the children of men. So God just can't come through here and wipe everything out because he gave the earth to the children of men, which means he gave us the authority. So we now have to speak. And when we want God in, in, involved in our situation, we license him, Lord. My will. Your will be done. You got this, Lord. You, it's in your hands. Because when he does it, he does it right. And it's much cheaper when God does it. Digging what he tells us all the time. It's much cheaper when God does it. It's easier on our mind when we just let the Lord do it. Just give it to God. We get to, we're just too busy trying to be God over these situations. I said, you know, I was talking to this one young lady. I said, you cannot make your child live holy. Do you hear the words that are coming out of my mouth? You can't make them live holy. Your job is to teach them. I said, she's grown now. She's grown. She's now making her own decisions. And she will speak to the Lord for herself. He's not going to ask, now, why did you let that child get involved in that? He's not going to say that to me or you about your child. He will talk to the child because they are the deciding witness. 
So parents, quit stressing over your kids. Give them to the Lord. And I do apologize. I did not get the, the confessions that I promised I was going to do. I didn't have time to do it this week, but I will get them to you. I'll either email them or, or text them to you. The, 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 the scriptures and the confessions you say over your children, because these are the things that you want for your children. Stressing over them, worrying over them, that's not it. When you dispatch your angel, you know 186,000 people are not going to come against your child because that's what one angel destroyed. So no, send the angel with your child everywhere they go because you cannot be with them. But the angels of God and care for rest. Just know 186,000 that that one angel can take care of. We're, 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 we've never been in a, where, where we've been around 186,000 people at one time. So God's got his back. Right. He's got your back. We no longer need to walk in fear because of the finished work of the cross. All these things are ours. They belong to us. Oh, I thank the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, I'll deliver you out of them all. Psalms 89, 34 says, my covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. So what God says, he says, I'm not going to alter my word. He's not going to change his word for you or for me. Not going to alter it, not going to change what I said it is. So let God be God in your situation. Psalms 91, 10, 11, 15, 16 says, No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels. Here we go. Have his angels charge over you to keep you in all your way. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. These are the promises that we have from God. So when the devil tell you, I'm going to kill you. Uh-uh, I got a, a promise of long life. As long as we continue to speak the word of God and let it be, like our situation be washed with the water of the word. The word said long life. Uh-uh. You can't come with that lie to me. I'm going to take you. Remember, you're going to be nutty. Nuh-uh. I got a covenant from the Lord. He said, I'm not going to take my, I'm not going to change my word. When he gives us that covenant of healing, he spoke it over our lives. By the stripes that Jesus voice that we're already here, our job is to continue to speak the word until it manifests fully in our lives. Manifestation in our lives. Hallelujah. The long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. He said, I'll show you, I'll show you all the soteria, the plans that I have for your life. All the good that I have for you and all that I've decreed over your life is that I want to give you a long life to enjoy what I've decreed over your life. It's for you. It is for you. When you accept the Lord as your Savior, all this is part of your plan. You know, when you go to a job, they give you a compensation plan. When these are the things that belong to you because you work here. We've got the best compensation plan in the world. Our job is to speak it over the situations that we're facing until we see a change. Until we see a change because it's ours. Healing is the children's bread. It belongs to all of us. It is ours. Healing in every situation in your life. Physically, socially, financially, mentally. What all the, whatever, all of a sudden, whatever, all of that belongs to us. 
is so there's a situation in your life that's not lining up with the word of God, find the scriptures. You need more finances in your life, find the scriptures and start reading the financial scriptures. I'm going to teach them one of these things. But get the scriptures, search them out, and speak them over your situations. Wash it with the water of the word. Until it comes to pain. Why? It's ours. And the Lord said, you are living so beneath your, your, your privilege here. I said, Lord, teach me, show me. I want to live above all that. Uh, everything that you said you, you desire for me, he said, above all I could ask or think. And no, I'm not there right now. I said, Lord, I need you to help me to get to where all that I ask or think is mine. You should say the same thing. All that I could ask or think. Because he's able to do that. But if you're not expecting all that you can ask or think, if you're not even asking for all that you could ask or think, you're not going to get it. If God spoke everything into existence by words, we're going to have to do the same thing. We're going to have to speak the word of God over these situations. He said, light be. Light had to come. It could say, no, I don't feel like shining today, Lord. I, I don't feel like light. No. Light had no choice. When God said light breathe, it, had to, it better show up. When Jesus was fishing and told the, the, the disciples, throw your net on that side, you know every fish, every fish in that, that area where they had, had to strike that net. He said, you cast it, you cast it over there. And I said, did you hear what Jesus said? We better get in that net. So much that it sunk, the boat was sinking, it had so much fish. So my question to you, what are you speaking? What kind of net-breaking situation do you want in your life? What is it? Strike the net. Strike the net. Why? Because I'm a child of God and it belongs to me. It belongs to you. Healing is the children's bread. That means deliverance is yours. Bought and paid for. It is yours. Healing is the children's bread. We'd like to thank you for joining us in our service on today. And before we leave, we'd like to give you the opportunity to accept Jesus as your Savior. It is as simple as A, B, C. I accept God and I acknowledge the sins in my life. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and I commit my life to you. If you said that simple prayer, we believe that you've been born again. Welcome to the family.